Welcome to You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always gonna keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Popping, y'all. How y'all feeling? Welcome back to the Wrestling Takeover. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. This is January 5th, 2024. Man, man, man. It's been a minute since I did wrestling news. Giving y'all my opinions on everything that's happening in pro wrestling. Shit's hitting the fan real quick. I'm just going to keep it 100. Shit's hitting the fan. A lot of misconceptions. A lot of reports going out about this person, that person. I got all the latest. All of the latest regarding Camille, Julia, Roman Reigns, and The Rock. We're going to get into Roman Reigns and The Rock. And we are going to get into Mercedes Monet. Social media going crazy about my girl. Where is she going to end up? Is it a possibility that she goes back to the WWE? Does AEW make a play for her? Is she signing with AEW? Deanna Perrazzo was the one that appeared on this week's AEW Dynamite. Everybody thought and anticipated that it was going to be Mercedes, not remembering that AEW Dynamite was taking place in New Jersey. Deanna Perrazzo was born and raised in New York, New Jersey. Uh, so shout out to Deanna Perrazzo. I'm happy she's in, you know, the big leagues. No disrespect to TNA, but let's keep it on it. Come on now. So she's over there. She's going to make waves. She's going to kill it. So shout out to Deanna Perrazzo. Just wanted to make that point because I didn't really give my view and opinion on it. So shout out to her. Um, Like I said, Roman Reigns and Rock. We're going to get controversial with that. We're going to get controversial with Mercedes Monet. You know what I mean? Um, I'll just give you like a little tidbit here. I'm sick and tired of the fucking narrative in the community that she's not a superstar. She's not a star. She's not marketable. Bro, y'all don't know nothing. Y'all don't know nothing. Simple. Um, And we're going to also talk about Camille. There's rumors about she's going to be going to the WWE imminently. And then, of course, Julia. Now, we got Camille, Julia, and Mercedes Monet, who are all free agents. Deanna Perrazzo just signed with AEW. Is it possible that AEW only gets Deanna Perrazzo and Camille signs with the WWE and Julia signs with WWE and Mercedes Monet says, you know what? I'm going to go back to the WWE. And WWE gets all three of those women. Triple H would be cooking in the kitchen. For real. Because we all know that, you know, Triple H and this renaissance, when it comes to women's wrestling, he ain't playing around. You feel me? So, if Camille, Julia, and Mercedes all go to WWE, I mean, that that's going to be game over, in my personal opinion. But, I'm going to get to all the news but you know what? I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to save the women for later. I want to get into this Roman Reigns and Rock fiasco because, man, it's it's a double-edged sword. 
You got the group of people that want Roman Reigns versus The Rock to happen at WrestleMania. I feel it. I'm with y'all. I really am. But y'all are going to fuck up Cody Rhodes's moment. You're going to fuck up Cody Rhodes's moment. Um, and then, because we all know Roman Reigns versus The Rock is WrestleMania caliber. Let's not get it twisted. Come on. But I want to throw out every single possible scenario of everything involving Roman Reigns, The Rock, Cody Rhodes, and a name that nobody is mentioning in the wrestling space in the IWC. Solo Sokoa. We got Jimmy versus Jay. We got Roman Reigns having a match. What about Solo Sokoa? I want to bring up one idea. Not going to happen. But I'm not going to not do my job. You know, I got to bring out every single avenue to the forefront. All my chips on the table. I'm dropping every chip on that table. And I'm going to explain everything. Okay? So, let's just jump into it. Let's read all the reports first. And then I'm just going to give you all my honest opinions but you know what before we do that is anybody here a new listener of the wrestling takeover if you are i'm jordan turner i appreciate you joining me this is undoubtedly undisputed the most creative and honest podcast in the wrestling community i give you guys nothing but creativity i give you guys nothing but truth and honesty from a perspective of a wrestling fan that just wants pro wrestling to succeed. Everybody will not agree with what I have to say, and that's fine. But I'm going to always stand my ground. I'm one of one. I don't say things just to say things. I have merit to what I say. I have receipts to what I say. And you know what those receipts are? Sometimes they're news but majority of the time, it's common logic. Those are my receipts. So I appreciate everybody tapping into the wrestling takeover. Love each and every one of you. Let's get into this Roman Reigns rock fiasco, man. Cody Rhodes. Ain't looking good for you, my boy. Ain't looking good for you, man. Hopefully, Triple H and Creative stand pat and make the right decision. But a lot of people want to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. It's actually growing and growing and growing by each and every passing day. Now, The Rock was on Monday Night Raw talking about the head of the table. Y'all know what I'm talking about because social media blew up with it in the mainstream. Everybody was talking about Roman Reigns versus The Rock. It should happen at WrestleMania. Not a lot of people. There are some people, not a lot of them, though, are bringing up the Elimination Chamber aspect. To those people that want The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, I feel it. I get it. Oh, that match should only happen at WrestleMania. You're slightly true. Slightly true. But there's an event in Perth, Australia called Elimination Chamber. You know, that event holds 52 plus people, even more 
Maybe. You want Cody Rose to get his moment, right? You want Cody Rose to get his moment. I'm going to throw out every single avenue because I've seen every single idea on social media, and I'm here to break it all down. Roman Reigns versus The Rock happens at WrestleMania 40, night two's main event. Where's Cody going to be? Oh, you can do Rock versus Roman night one main event. Roman Reigns beats The Rock for the head of the table. The championship is not on the line. The only thing that's on the line is head of the table. Roman Reigns beats The Rock. He goes into WrestleMania and loses everything to Cody Rhodes. Oh, but don't forget, he's the head of the table because he beat The Rock. Okay, that's one idea, can do. I don't, I mean, you kind of fuck up the world title. You fuck up the world title. You not see who's in the world title picture right now? See him punk and Seth Rollins. Let's get one thing perfectly clear. Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. I'm telling you right now, I don't give a fuck if you agree or or not agree. If you agree, thank you. If you disagree, I don't know why you would disagree with what I'm about to tell you. Why in the hell would you have Seth Rollins versus CM Punk to open night one of WrestleMania. Why would you have CM Punk versus Seth Rollins in the middle of the fucking card at WrestleMania uh, 40, night one? Fucking serious? Come on, bro. Use common sense. Oh, but we're going to do Rock and Roman, night one main event. That's going to easily trump Cody Rhodes versus, or not Cody Rhodes, um, CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. Now, that's facts. It's fucked up, but it's facts. You're not going to do that to Seth Rollins, who's been busting his ass as world champion. His run hasn't been the greatest, but he's been busting his ass, putting out great performances. And CM Punk came back for this exact moment to main event night one of WrestleMania because we, we obviously know he ain't main eventing night two. But you're main eventing a WrestleMania. I don't understand this. This uh, incompetent complex with people in the community. Oh, if you're not the main event of night two, you're not the main event. Yo, motherfucker, there's a main event of night one. What you mean? What you talking about? Come on, man. Be smart. Be smart. Play your chips the smart way. Don't just yappity yap. You got to come out with logic when you, when you speak on social media. Come out with some common sense. Don't just say things. You got to have some merit to what you say. That right there, your opinion, but it's wrong. Simple. If CM Punk and Seth Rollins are on WrestleMania's card, and The Rock and Roman is on the WrestleMania card, of course CM Punk and Seth Rollins are going to be bumped out of the main event of night one. Of course they are. The main event of night one needs to be Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. They have the juice. They have the history. They have it. That is a main event of night one. 
People are panicking. Oh my God, if Roman Reigns versus The Rock isn't at WrestleMania, oh my God, it, it's, who cares? There's an Elimination Chamber show. Bash at Berlin. They're in Germany. Money in the Bank was just announced to be in Ontario. Come on, bro. You're fucking up plans for Cody Rhodes if the plan is for Cody Rhodes to beat Roman Reigns. If you do Roman Reigns in The Rock at WrestleMania, yeah, you're not fucking up CM Punk and Seth Rollins' plan. That's true. Because if you do The Rock, but you kind of are at the same time. Let me explain. If you do CM Punk versus Seth Rollins, main event night one, it could be a clinic, classic. What the fuck are people going to want to still talk about? The Rock versus Roman Reigns. What are people going to talk about after WrestleMania is over? The Rock and Roman Reigns, period. So you can have CM Punk and Seth Rollins in the main event at night one. They'll talk about it. But as soon as night two comes up, everyone and their mother is going to talk about Roman Reigns and Rock. And guess what? After that match is over, what are people going to talk about? Roman Reigns and The Rock. And what are also people going to talk about? How Cody Rhodes got fucked over. Fact. Tell me when I'm telling lies. You can have CM Punk and Seth Rollins put on a clinic. People are going to be still complaining. Cody got fucked over. Cody got fucked over. Come on, Triple H. That's not cool. You fucked over Cody. Oh my God, Roman Reigns The Rock was a spectacle. One of the biggest dream matches in company history. The Rock showed up and showed out. Roman did his job. One of the biggest main events in company history. But you got the main event of night one. With Seth Rollins and CM Punk. They put on a great match. Nah. It was alright. But Roman Reigns and Rock. But then WWE fucked over Cody. You feel me? Like... Come on, bro. Be smart to it. Be smart to it. You fuck up plans. People are not understanding that. You can put Rock versus Roman Reigns night two. You fuck up Cody. And you kind of screw over Seth Rollins and CM Punk. Yeah, they'll be talked about. But again, as soon as night two comes up, everyone and their mother is going to be talking about Roman Reigns and Rock. And forget CM Punk and Seth Rollins. You can't do that to those men. You can't do that. CM Punk, what you come back for? What you come back for? Yeah, you're not getting screwed, but you kind of are at the same time. A lot of pressure on Triple H. If I'm Cody Rhodes, I'm worried. He might not say anything. He might, and even if he does say something, might not be worried or whatever. No, I, if I were Cody Rhodes, I would be worried. Because The Rock might fuck up your plan, bro. But I trust Triple H. I trust the creative... I trust the direction, but I know the game, bro. I know the game. I don't have to be in the business. I would love to be in the business, especially on the creative side of things, but I'm not in there, but I know the game though. I know they want the rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I know they want the rock versus Roman Reigns night two main event. And I know they want Stone Cold Steve Austin. Y'all got to think about that too. If they get Stone Cold Steve Austin, CM Punk and Stone Cold main event night one, period. Rock and Roman main event night two. What about Seth Rollins? 
What about Cody Rhodes? Oh, we can do Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins uh, for WrestleMania 44. Man, nobody ain't going to talk about that goddamn match. You know why? Because we've seen it three times now. What's a fourth going to do? I'm telling, man, I'm spitting. I'm shooting blicks right now. I'm not missing. Like Carmelo has says, I don't miss. When I shoot, I don't miss. When I talk, I don't miss. Come on, man. Stone Cold Steve Austin coming in. Y'all got to take it into consideration. There's a chance that Stone Cold can come in. And if Stone Cold Steve Austin does come in, Cody, you are fucked. Because they're going to do the Rock versus Roman Reigns night two. So not only is Cody Rose going to get screwed over here, Seth Rollins is going to get screwed because he wants the main event. He's never main evented a WrestleMania. But Cody Rose did last year. That's crazy. CM Punk has never made an event, main event at a WrestleMania. He's about to if Stone Cold Steve Austin comes in. So if I'm Seth and I'm Cody, I'm sweating bullets right now. Y'all two might get fucked over. I'm just speaking the truth. That's all I'm doing. I'm giving every single person that's listening to this every single variable that, you know, if you guys hear those um, notifications, that's my computer. Um, apologize. Um, but I'm throwing out every single variable right now because there's pressure, baby. There's pressure. The king got the crown on. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Triple H. The king got the crown on. You can have the crown on, baby, all you want to, but you better deliver. You better deliver. If you get, if you give us Rock versus Roman, I, I get it. I get it. So I'm not going to be mad, but at the same time, I'm going to feel bad for particular people, Seth and Cody Rhodes, because they are going to get fucked here. Rock Roman main event uh, night two. CM Punk, Stone Cold Steve Austin main event night one. Uh, let's give them Cody Rhodes versus Seth again. What? Because again, I already got my match for Gunther. I mean, let's keep it 100. Gunther Lesnar, period. That's got to happen. Simple. That could main event at night one, too. And I don't want to hear no one tell me that, oh, Gunther versus Brock Lesnar isn't a main event of WrestleMania. Go kick rocks. Respectfully. Sit down. So if I'm Seth Rollins, and if I am Cody Rhodes... I'm fucking nervous. I'm nervous. Anything can happen in the WWE. Anything can happen with Nick Khan. He's got a plan. And I want to make this a point right now. We've seen a lot of hires in WWE history. Nick Khan is the greatest hire in WWE history. So again, if I'm Cody, I'm Seth, I'm shaking in my boots, I'm real nervous. I'm real nervous. Stone Cold Steve Austin doesn't even have to appear. We can get Cody Rhodes, or let me repeat that. If Stone Cold Steve Austin doesn't even appear, we can get Roman Reigns Rock main eventing night one. 
and turn your fucking over Seth Rollins and CM Punk. People don't understand that. Oh, but you still get your Cody Rhodes match. That's fine, but you are fucking over Seth Rollins and CM Punk. You cannot do that to those two. You can't. Now you guys are going to open the show. Bro, come on, man. I don't think that's going to happen. Or maybe it does. I don't know. Because if WWE does Rock versus Roman Reigns night two, if Rock and Roman happens at night two, what happens with Cody? And I have this weird suspicion. Have this weird, funky suspicion. Because he, I'm Spider-Man right now. I'm, I'm swinging everywhere right now. If Rock Roman happens at WrestleMania night two, I could see WWE having Cody Rhodes win the Royal Rumble and having him challenge Seth Rollins. But CM Punk is challenging Seth Rollins. I could see a triple threat match. CM Punk, Seth Rollins, and Cody Rhodes. Does that make sense? Cody already defected. Seth Rollins already. Why the fuck would Seth Rollins win a battle, Cody? I get it. Because you're 0-3 against the guy. But what the fuck does Cody Rhodes have to do with Seth Rollins right now? Nothing. His anger is directed towards Roman Reigns. So we can get Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, CM Punk, triple threat for the world title. No. Nobody wants to see that. Or we can get another triple threat match with Roman Reigns, The Rock, and Cody Rhodes. And I'm going to keep it a thousand with each and every one of you right now. I actually really wouldn't mind that match at all. You want to know why? Makes sense. Cody, Roman, and then you got The Rock. He want, he's called out the head of the table. He's got a beef with Roman. I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm not doing my job if I don't bring every single variable out. To you guys. And I did all this without talking about the news reports. <laughs> I'm good at what I do. I'm just saying though. I'm just saying. Rock Roman main event night two. Or Rock Roman and Cody triple threat. Which protects the Rock. The Rock wouldn't have to do a lot of work. And Cody Roman can finish the story a la Cody. Beating Roman and pinning Roman. You get Rock Roman, and then you get Cody Roman. Boom. Triple H. Michael P.S. Hayes. Nick Khan. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. We get Rock and Roman, and we get Cody Roman. All in one match. I mean, Roman... Put on a banger triple threat match with Edge, Adam Copeland, and Brian Daniels and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 37. Why can't he do the same thing three years later at WrestleMania 40? If memory serves me correct, we've seen a couple triple threat matches out of WrestleMania. Why can't we get this one? It kills two birds with one stone. Even though I already said there's another idea that kills two birds with one stone. Roman Reigns Rock Elimination Chamber. We get that big time dream match 
Roman wins. He still remains at the head of the table. Cody wins the Elimination Chamber or Royal Rumble. Roman Cody, WrestleMania 40. And Cody finishes his story. If you want Roman Reigns to surpass Hulk Hogan, I don't know why, but knowing WWE, that is a possibility. Triple threat match. Roman Cody, The Rock. Let me picture this for you. Roman Reigns pins The Rock in the triple threat match. Cody didn't get pinned. The Rock got pinned. Money in the bank is going to be in Toronto. You got SummerSlam. Now, I already have a match for SummerSlam with Roman. Just my opinion. I'm having Solo Sokoa versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. By that time, either Solo is about to be the new head of the table or he will be the head of the table before SummerSlam. But if you do a triple threat at WrestleMania, Rock, Roman, Cody, it protects The Rock, and then we also get that dream match with him and Roman, and then we still get that match in one with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. The Rock, he wants to be, um, his, his vision and his blueprint and narrative is, yo, Roman, you really ain't shit. I'm the head of the table. I'm the man that laid the foundation for you to even be considered as the head of the table. Cody and, Cody and Roman already got their beef. You already know about that. So Roman's got to handle The Rock talking trash. And he's got to handle Cody Rhodes coming after his neck. Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, The Rock. It kills two birds with one stone. Roman Rock, Roman Cody. Main event, night two. You still got CM Punk and you still have Seth Rollins. Main event, night one. With Brock Lesnar, Gunther, Jimmy, and Jey Uso. And other matches that you can do. Rhea Ripley and Becky. And again, other matches that you can do. Now let's get into the report. <laughs> hey man, listen, I, I have built my brand and I've built what I do on creativity. There will never be an episode where I don't quote unquote fantasy book. I'm always going to do it because I want to bring, I consider fantasy booking a serious deal because when I fantasy book, I bring up every single possible scenario to the table. I don't just read a report and move on. Now, fuck that, bro. I want to bring up every single scenario. So, I just wanted to make that point. So, thank you guys. Can thank you guys for sticking with me with that soliloquy. Let's get into actual the report. So, this is coming from Wrestling Observer, uh, Dave Meltzer. Um, quote, while one would think WrestleMania would be the place for Rock versus Roman, it would also be Perth, Australia, given the story that the government there specifically requested Johnson on the 224 Elimination Chamber show, and it could also be the next show in Saudi Arabia. 
which does not have a date. The government there is paying ridiculous amount of money for shows already and bringing in Johnson could uh, possibly negotiate a bonus that would make it the biggest money event in history. It also a possible that Reigns could face Johnson and Cody on different nights of WrestleMania. I'm just throwing out of my I'm just throwing out the idea of a triple threat match, Cody Rhodes, Roman, and The Rock. So that's just that. We will see what happens there. So many ideas that are floating around here. But I think at the end of the day, I think WWE is going to make the best booking decision. Next up, there's another report on um, Roman Reigns and this whole rock fiasco. This is coming from the wrestling blog on Twitter. They say, I got no updates as of right now about potentially the rock versus Roman Reigns. But one thing I did hear is that the rock may not be done with WWE after all. Wink, wink. He might actually wrestle at Elimination Chamber. He might actually wrestle at WrestleMania. Just throwing that out there. So we'll see what happens. Now, there's one more report going on about The Rock and Roman Reigns. And this is Booker T's um, opinion regarding this. Um, I actually decided to read the transcript or to read the transcript instead of um, doing a audio clip about it. So we're going to read this from Fightful. Shout out to everybody on Fightful. Uh, Booker T discussed a potential match between The Rock and Roman Reigns. And while speaking on the Hall of Fame, his podcast, Hall of Fame with Booker T and Brad Gilmore, Booker T was asked rather he thought The Rock was teasing a match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. Booker T said, quote, it's got a buzz. Everybody's talking about it. I think that's the mode operating. I think that is the facade of it. And I think that's what it is. More than anything for me, you don't want to let the thing simmer too long. I agree with that. Uh, Rock, the father time, waits for no man. Um, That's just the way it is. For the Rock to get it done, this could be a great time for it to get done. For Roman Reigns as well, Roman is in his prime. And at the height of his title reign, it's not going to get any higher than this. If it is uh, that time to pull the trigger, hey man, pull that trigger. The Rock's back. Rock's got a little time off right now with everything going on in Hollywood. Might as well come over here and keep yourself in shape. Uh, what do I always say? Time off is your worst enemy. You don't want that. You want to stay active. You don't want to stay in the game. So I get it. Um, Gilmore then wondered how a potential match between The Rock and Roman Reigns would impact Cody Rhodes. Fans of Austin speculated that Cody Rhodes will challenge Roman Reigns for the gold in a rematch of WrestleMania 39. Booker T noted that he does not know what is going to happen, but the card is always subject to change. He said, quote, I don't know what's going to happen with Cody, but I do know if The Rock has some time off, this may be a window. Business is fluid. Sometimes the card is subject to change. I'm just saying. When Gilmore questioned the long-term benefits of establishing Cody Rhodes, as the top star, as opposed to doing a one-off match between Roman Reigns and The Rock. Booker T stated that WrestleMania was a singular event and a few competitors get a pop like the people's champ. He said, quote, main event, WrestleMania is a singular event. I don't know how many other guys are going to come out here of that curtain 
and get that type of reaction, get that type of pop. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. It's nothing against the talent on the roster or anything like that, but when you have an opportunity, just like we had a chance to get Roger Clemens, Roger Clemens came in. He didn't even have to show up for practice, Booker T said. <sighs> Booker T's right, though. Let's just be honest. Booker T's right. If The Rock wants to come in, I say, you know what? I want to wrestle. Man, I'm dropping every motherfucking thing possible, and I'm making that dude wrestle. You want Roman Reigns? Bet. Book it. Now, I'm just coming from the standpoint of creative and business. That's business. You feel me? Business is business. You put that business hat on, I'm telling you right now, even the people that are, you know, with me and want Cody Roman, I guarantee you, even them, if The Rock came to you, said, you know what, I want to face Roman, what would you do? Nah, Rock, we, we're good. You for real? You are not declining The Rock. No way. I don't buy that for one bit. Period. I wouldn't even decline The Rock. The Rock came to me. I want to face Roman at WrestleMania. Done. Bam. Simple. Let's be real. Come on. So, let's talk about uh, Gilmore. So, when Gilmore questioned the long-term benefit of establishing Cody Rhodes as a top star as opposed to doing a one-off match between The Rock and Roman Reigns. Um, okay, I read that already. Sorry about that. Uh, here we go. Gilmore brought up how the match could have held at Elimination Chamber or another international premier live event. And Booker T noted that everything was fluid and sometimes you have to go with what is hot. Quote, I'm just saying... It's a lot there right now on the table. It's a lot to digest. Everything's fluid. Sometimes you got to go with what's hot. That's just the way the business is. It's always been that way. <sighs> Listen, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, again, I did bring up the Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns and Rock Triple Threat match as an idea. Um, those are it for Rock and Roman uh, news there, guys. Um, we're going to get into the women now. Um, uh, so, like I said, Roman Reigns, Rock, Cody, triple threat. That is one option. Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, main event night two. And then you do Rock and Roman at Elimination Chamber. Or you do Rock, Roman, night one with Cody Rhodes and Roman night two. There's possibilities. So, I want to throw out every single... Um, variable, every single variable out to you guys. Um, I want to throw out because it's, uh, it's something that needs to be talked about and I'm here to talk about everything. And if not, that I'm not doing my job. All right, let's get into the ladies. Free agency for the ladies is going crazy right now, man. Going crazy, going just ballistic and I'm all here for it. Now, as you guys know, Deanna Perrazzo recently signed with All Elite Wrestling. Good on Deanna Perrazzo. Shout out to her. And she's going to kill it in AEW. Now, with her signing with AEW, we got Camille, we got Julia, and we got the controversial or the controversy for some people, uh, Mercedes Monet. I'm going to get to Julia and Camille first. 
because I have a lot to say about Mercedes Monet, and I'm going to kind of rant a little bit. Um, but I'm going to get to Camille first. So let's get to her. Um, this is coming from Wrestling Purist on Twitter. Camille, whose NWA contract expired this past week, is expected to end up in WWE, likely with NXT. This is coming from Wrestling News uh, Radio. Um, and then another report came out um, on WrestlingNews.co on Twitter. Former NWA Women's Champion Camille is expected to sign with the WWE. Now, those are the news on her. Um, I like it. I like uh, Camille going to the WWE. It makes sense for her stature. Um, I think she'll fluid, you know, she'll flow very well in WWE. Going to NXT is the best thing. Um, a lot of the American audience do not know Camille. Um, they haven't researched her, so they don't really know what she is and what she brings to the table. So her going to NXT for a couple months or even for a couple years, establishing herself for uh, the NXT audience and for the WWE audience, who are a different audience. AEW is a different audience through uh, WWE, even though AEW fans watch WWE and WWE fans watch AEW. Same with TNA. They all watch each other. Um, or you have some fans that are just kind of weird. Um, I'm going to say it right now. If you are out there and you just only watch WWE or you just only watch TNA or you only just watch uh, AEW, that's some weird shit, bro. It's okay to like other companies, man. Really, it's okay. You don't need to just stick to one company. You can like other companies. So I just wanted to make that point. But Camille, I think she's going to go to NXT. It makes sense. She's going to sign with WWE. They're going to make it a big deal. Um, WWE's renaissance on women's wrestling, I'm telling you right now, Triple H is not playing around. He wants to have a renaissance when it comes to women's wrestling. And you know what? I'm all for it. I really am. Um, so that is the news on Camille. We're going to get to Julia um, in a second. So let me look for the report here. All right. So this is also, hold on guys, one second. Something happened with my computer. All right, we good. So um, this is from wrestling or Russell Pierce on Twitter. And they tweet out the reason Donna Del Morrow disbanded and this happened on Russell Kingdom, was a decision made to get ahead of things as Bushy Road was told by Julia that she won't be signing a new contract when her deal is up in March. Wow. So she's not signed as of now. The reports can change. Julia can change her mind. But as of now, reading this report, Julia pretty much told Bushy Road, I'm not coming back. That's crazy. In March, she will take time off of wrestling to extensively study English. Oh my gosh, she's great. Uh, so that isn't perceived as a negative for her when she arrives in WWE. It won't be straight to WWE, but her plan right now would be later in 2024. And she may do some wrestling in Japan later in the year before eventually leaving. Let me get back to that. Uh, part of the report here. In March, she will take time off of wrestling 
to extensively study English. So that isn't perceived as a negative for her when she arrives in WWE. Julia, 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 Julia. You put out that video of you cutting a promo in English. I'm just one man's opinion. But from what I heard in the way that she was speaking English, she sounded really good. So if she's going to go to class and get better and better and better at it, and then she'll make the jump to WWE. I'm telling you right now, bro, she's going to be a generational talent. I'm telling you, the love and admiration that Asuka, Kyrie Sane, Eo Sky, love Eo. The admiration that those ladies have, I'm telling you right now, Julia is going to get the same reception. I'm just telling you. All right? In some fans' eyes, Julia might be better than an EO and a Kyrie Sane and a, and a Asuka. Maybe. We don't know. But I'm telling you right now, Julia is, she's a generational talent. We know the talent from an in-ring standpoint is there. She is marked. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. If you don't do your homework, you should do your homework. Julia is very marketable. I know some people just genuinely don't give a fuck. They don't care. They're just going to react to when they come to WWE. I get it. But you should go do your homework. Julia is entertaining. She's an entertainer. She has character development. She's fucking incredible in the ring. Top five in the world. And she wants to get better at her English. That to me, it's already pretty good as it is. You want to get better at that? Watch out for Julia in 2024. I'm telling you right now, watch out. And to be honest, if I'm Triple H, I'm already talking to her. And the plan for me to be with NXT, um, because once Tiffany Stratton, once Roxanne Perez, and once Core Jade go up to the main roster this year, you're going to have to have some women down there to hold the fort down. You got Ariana Grace, right? You have Nikita Lyons, right? And you got a couple other women down there, right? Uh, you know, uh, Alva Vicaria. I completely forgot her name. I botched that, but I got it right. Uh, Lara Valkyria, she's gonna, I believe, still remain in NXT. Um, emails, sorry about that. Uh, so she's gonna still be there. So adding her with Camille and Julia, come on, bro, we eating over here. We eating in NXT. Watch out, man, I'm telling you. And I want to say this before I get into the Mercedes Monet stuff. Um, the women in, in WWE, you, you can feel that the creative in WWE is not messing around this time. This is a different 
management team. This is a management that actually cares about women's wrestling. They are going to do an amazing job with women's wrestling in 2024. But Triple H, I need you to do something that I've always wanted Vince to do, but he never did it. I need you to get together and y'all need to create a mid-card women's championship. And you have that women's champ. And I know a lot of people have brought it up and blah, blah, blah. I have been one of the top people in the community, in the IWC, that is consistently brought up a mid-card women's title for the women's division for years now. And in 2024, Triple H, perfect opportunity. Perfect. You have it float between Raw, SmackDown. You can even include NXT in there. Have them fight for that title. It's perfect. You got to bring in a mid-card title. You're getting a lot of these women. So these women are going to have to have something to fight for. And I know this is the plan. I'm going to point that out right now. I'm telling you everybody right now, we are getting a mid-card women's championship in 2024. If not, I will be wrong and I admit that I'm wrong. But there's no way in hell with the state of the women's division, all the women that are eventually coming up on the main roster with NXT and some of the women that you're going to potentially sign as free agents, there's no way in hell you're only going to have the women's world titles, the two of them, and then the tag team titles. No fucking way. You need to bring in a mid-card title, period. Because you cannot put makeshift tag teams just to put makeshift tag teams together. Now, fuck that. You need to bring in a mid-card title. And I hope that's the plan. And I know that's the plan. Because there's no way this whole year you're going to have the women's division go crazy and bonkers. But a lot of women aren't getting opportunities because they ain't in the women's championship you know, pitchers. They're not in the tag team. And then they're not in the two women's championship pitchers. So what the fuck are they going to fight for? They ain't got nothing to fight for. So bringing in that mid-card title, be perfect. Yeah, you got rivalries here and there, blood feuds here and there. You can do it like a little ranking system so that can create, you know, rivalries there. I mean, that's what I'd do if I was running WWE. I'd have the mid-card title and you'd have ranking systems. So if you're not in the world title, the two world title pitchers, if you're not in the tag team pitcher, if you're not in the mid-card title pitcher, you're in rivalries. So you advance. So if you win one, you could become a number one contender for the mid-card title. And the tag team title, if you're in a tag team. I know what I'm talking about, man. I know what I'm talking about. So, um, hopefully, we see what happens there. Um, I want to make this point before I get into the Sasha Pink stuff. Uh, Triple H and Nick Khan are looking at Japanese alliance going forward with the step one with All Japan this week. And are looking for an all-women's group ally as well. They have been talked internally in WWE of them trying to make another go with New Japan now that Hiroshi Tanahashi is the president. Partnerships and pro wrestling, WWE, is finally doing that. This is what Triple H wants. He wants to take over. He's not messing around. I love it. I love it. Fuck it. Go ahead, man. Partner up with all these promotions, man. Let's make pro wrestling in 2024 one of the biggest years in pro wrestling history. Let's fucking do it, man. I'm down for it. Um, 
Okay. You guys ready? You guys ready for Mercedes Monet? <laughs> I'm ready, man. Let's let's do this. Um, so let me preface my opinions real quick. Um Mercedes Monet, I consider her generational talent. All right. Um and I consider her one of the greatest women's performers of all time. Um, and that's my stance on that. I really do. I think what she brings to the table. Hold on one second, you guys. All right, my bad. So, um, I think Mercedes Monet is a generational talent. I think Mercedes Monet is going to go down, in my opinion, as um. Hold on, guys. Uh, okay, so um, she's going to go down, in my opinion, as. Just WWE's eyes for me, um, easily top five uh, of all time, top three, even for me personally. Um, and all this reporting on Mercedes is it's insane and, and, and it's a little much, but. I got to keep tabs on, on my girl. I got to keep tabs on, you know, where she's going to end up. Um, but for the people out there now, I'm, I'm strictly talking to the, the haters out there. The people that say, Oh, Mercedes Monet isn't this Mercedes Monet isn't that she's not a superstar. She's not marketable, whatever. Right. She's not bigger than Charlotte, blah, blah, blah. Y'all are disrespectful, bro. Y'all are disrespectful. Mercedes Monet is fucking marketable. She's marketable. You can do a lot of shit with her from a market standpoint. Charisma. In-ring ability. Promo. Eh, it's alright. But she's marketable. You can do a lot of stuff with Mercedes Monet. So for the people out there that say she's not marketable, respectfully, shut the fuck up and sit down. Let big boys talk. Let big girls talk that know the game. Let us talk because you're just yapping your fucking mouth. Try to get a reaction. You probably don't even mean that, but you're putting it on Twitter because you want to get a reaction out of people. Nah. But. Y'all got to stop that because y'all don't know what you're talking about. And. Mercedes has been disrespected by the previous administration for years and by a lot of wrestling fans for years. So she's not this, she's not that. She's not this. Come on, bro. Like, stop. Y'all got to stop that shit. Put respect on her name. Because if I said this shit about Charlotte Flair, people would probably throw a fit. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to tell you this right now. Ashley Flair is great. 
She's great. She's phenomenal. One of the goats. But Mercedes Monet is better. Don't at me. She's better. Period. If them two were in a, if them two were in a room, who are you gonna go with first? I'm not talking about just looks. I'm talking about marketability, wrestling, all that shit. The face of the company. You got to build your women's division around this person. I'm going with Mercedes. I'm not even hesitating. Period. Let's get to the news on Mercedes because this shit's crazy as hell. So many reporting on her, man. Nobody don't know what the fuck's going on. So, quote, this is coming from Wrestling um, Observer. Quote, the other rumor that was Mercedes Monet would be starting with AEW shortly. The only thing we heard is that she was in talks with WWE and they were far apart on money. Some in WWE speculated that this could be a punk situation where everyone denies it to lead to the Rumble surprise. Monet was talked about by others in WWE as Khan's counterpunch for losing Andrade. She could appear in WWE. This can definitely be a punk situation. But she's such a star. My nigga, she's such a star. And she's so marketable. She's a mega star. She hasn't even said nothing. Not one word. She hasn't put nothing on social media that indicates this and that. She hasn't really said anything outside of that HHH comment. Happy, happy holidays. HHH. Before Christmas. It's the only thing she put up. And people are going crazy. She's the conversation. Fact. That little nickname she gives herself, she is the conversation. Because she's always fucking trending. Um, so it's a possibility. She could definitely debut in WWE or return to WWE, mind you. She could definitely return to WWE. And I, listen, I want to point this out. I don't care where she goes. I watch AW. So if she goes to AW, we're eating over there in the women's division. And you built that entire women's division around Mercedes Monet. I've already gone over that. There's no way that Tony Khan is going to sign Mercedes Monet and fuck that up. If you fuck that up, Tony, ain't going to give it to you, bro. Ain't going to give it to you. So we'll see what happens. She could definitely appear in AEW. Here is another report on Mercedes Monet. Since the internal post by PW Insider surrounding Mercedes Monet, an AEW source has reached out today to say that the company has absolutely been in talks with Mercedes and quote, if you don't think we are in the hunt, you are crazy. Of course you're in the hunt. Why wouldn't you be in the hunt? You got money though? Because if you ain't got no money, you ain't talking to money. Period. This one's also coming from PW Insider. In regards to Mercedes Monet, the last we heard, which was around Christmas week, was that WWE would absolutely love to bring Mercedes Monet back and have her uh and not clear and that at least earlier discussions between the two sides have happened one wwe source felt confident about her eventually return as sasha banks but cautioned that until a deal is done and until a deal is signed nothing is ever official period so we don't know what's going to happen at the end of the day i think that mercedes monet she's going to do what she wants She's going to go wherever she's got to go. And she's going to have a good time. She's really going to have a good time wherever she goes. And she's going to kill it when it's all said and done. Um, but this misconception of Mercedes Monet that 
she's this, she's a traitor, whatever. Um, you got to guard yourself up if you're a promotion with Mercedes Monet because she left. Y'all got to stop with that narrative, bro. Cut the shit out. I get it. She left. But I agree with Mercedes. You stand your ground. You want to leave. You th- there's a problem. Stand your ground. At the end of the day, if you feel like it's right for you to leave, go ahead and leave. Was it professional for her to leave? No, it was not professional to leave. You want the answer? No, it was not the professional way to leave. But she left. But I support her because she stood her ground and she did what she thought was right. They wanted those women. Her and Trinity Fatu, who is coming back to WWE, by the way. Trinity, PW Insider is reporting that Trinity is expected to return to the WWE. Big loss for TNA. Big loss for the knockouts division. But Scott Demore has a uh, surprise at a uh, hard to kill. Is that Mercedes Monet? The biggest signing in TNA history is that Mercedes Monet. It's a possibility. We don't know. We have no idea, man. We really don't. And at this point, I'm going to try to always keep tabs on everything that's going on, you know, regarding Mercedes Monet, because news happens and new changes every day. Nobody really knows anything. But the reliable sources that I, I consider reliable every time they put out a Mercedes Monet post is Sean Rossap. He's very reliable. One of the people that I do trust in this wrestling community. Um, so at the end of the day, if she goes to TNA, great. If she goes to AEW, we cooking. If she, go, she comes back home to WWE, we eating. Come on, bro. It don't matter where she goes. If you're a fan of Mercedes, support Mercedes Monet. Support Mercedes Varnado wherever she goes. Because these paper fucking fans, man. Are you a fan of her in WWE? Woo, woo, woo. Oh, she's going to go to AW. Oh, fuck her. She's going to go to TNA. Oh, fuck her. Come on, man. Don't do that. Support Mercedes Monet. Support Mercedes Varnado wherever she goes. And that is what I'm doing. I'm a Mercedes Monet fan. I'm a Mercedes Varnado fan. I'm going to support her if she goes back to WWE, if she goes back home, if she goes to AEW, or if she goes to TNA. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. But all of that, all into one, on the Wrestling News for Friday, January 5th. I hope you all enjoyed. Be sure to tap in on social media, Twitter, at JT Takeover, Instagram, at The Wrestling Takeover, and on uh, TikTok, at The Wrestling Takeover. I appreciate the love, man. I want to make this quick announcement. I will be debuting on YouTube, but I have decided that I'm going to debut on YouTube on April 6th and April 7th, WrestleMania 40, night one and night two, which means I will be still doing the podcast on all audio platforms for the Royal Rumble and for the Elimination Chamber. And then we're going to turn the page around WrestleMania season around WrestleMania time. So I just wanted to make that clear for everybody. So um, take that as you will. But I appreciate the love, man. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. This was a banger podcast today. Um, I couldn't really make it short because there was just a lot of news and there was a lot of things that I wanted to get off my chest. So hopefully you guys tap in. You guys, uh, hopefully, please listen to everything I have to say. Please. I appreciate it. Um, But thank you guys for tapping in. This has been the Wrestling Takeover. This has been Jordan Turner. And I'll see you guys next time right here on the Wrestling Takeover.